0: In this episode of NC Raw, the NC Raw team sits down has a conversation about recovery. We don't have a guest on the show tonight. Our original guest, my homeboy my my role model Was unable to make it. My man James Skelton was scheduled to be on the show. And his wonderful puppy, Maya, had surgery last week. She wasn't recovering as well as we had hoped she was from her surgery. And so he didn't feel comfortable leaving her home alone, which I totally understand. And we'll definitely have time to get him back on the show very soon. And we just decided to do the show with the team, Caleb, Caitlin and myself and have some, have a conversation about recovery. So ended up, uh, really enjoying the show. It just kind of like flowed and we were able to just like really go and be ourselves and not really like have a specific direction or a specific ending uh, like we typically do when we have somebody on telling a story. So overall great experience. We definitely want to give a huge shout out to our new partner, Um, supporter, sponsor, the Comfort Inn, located here in Silva, North Carolina. They stepped up and identified themselves as a recovery ally. What that means is they're providing us a space to get together and record our show every week. Um, Just an overall amazing experience to kind of like partner with them and work with them in the future. So if you want to give them some love, um, We live in one of the most beautiful areas of the country. You know, leaf season's coming up. The leaves are changing. Come pay us a visit. Um, If you're in the area or traveling, hit up the Comfort Inn. Give them some love. They're a recovery ally. They can be found by visiting choicehotels.com or dialing 828-477-4950. Hope you enjoy the show. (laughs)
1: i <laughs> Just an individual,
2: living a miracle, standing divisible, connected to God and my physical, essence of my spiritual
1: presence is visible, totally leaving you unaware of my mental subliminal, used to be a criminal, living so minimal, but things have changed in my life, is going through different intervals, finding that balance is significantly difficult, timing is everything, so my timing is critical, rhyming is
2: literal, be unforgettable, That's why you stand before you impeccably so presentable, I give respect to you, know that I am respectable, I've always wanted acceptance, Acceptable. I give the rival expected to be exceptional, and I'm a grown man, hitting a business like a professional. I give
3: me credible, the convention, and you stop me from chasing my dreams.
0: The opinions expressed in this podcast are the views of the NCR team and the individuals interviewed. We do not consider ourselves to be mental health professionals. Our mission is to explore the various pathways to recovery and to give a voice to those affected by or involved in the care of substance use disorders. Some content may be mature for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to NT Raw. Got my two homies with me tonight. So we're excited. We're excited. Yeah, no guests. It's been a while since like I don't know the three of us, I don't know if the three of us have sat down and done a podcast together. Just
2: no. slowing down, you know, and just being able to talk like what's going on with everybody, you know, just more than what's on the surface. What's going on at home? What what's in you know, the works? We because
4: don't. we are sorry, we all are in recovery, you know, and we focus on a lot of time it's everybody else's recovery but Mm -hmm. we're
0: we do a lot of talking like out in the in our daily lives right like i like meet people almost every day and i'm talking about um recovery my recovery and what recovery means to me and like i have these like engaging conversations and at the end of almost every one i'm like man we could have just recorded that and like totally done a podcast so (laughs) (laughs) it's like why not do it why not do it with like with the team, right? Not only do we do a lot of talking, but we do a lot of
2: uh, putting foot to faith and putting in the work, man, and trying to change this community. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's more than you know, it's it's way past that point of just talking on a show. You know what I mean? We're involved in so much and there's not enough hours in a day to, to get, you know, done what we need to get done. What's your typical day look like, man? You're up before the sun comes up. <sighs> well, help me out here baby um what is a typical day here lately it's been take caitlin to work and well, working on Race hope
4: normally he gets up and either runs. rides his bike or runs to um he'll run to class but he just graduated so mm-hmm.
2: sat substance abuse treatment class three years what? later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she had to throw a jab in there, huh? I'm proud of that Of
4: course No, I am I'm very, very proud of him for that
2: It was amazing The Everybody went around the room And shared, right? Mm-hmm I mean, just, How big
0: a class? How many people? I saw a lot of people We typically would
2: have like No, that's not the res Hope classes This yeah, is a I different thought, I saw you like in Anna Linesky. There was yeah. a was, group, group in yeah There was Um Come to what, about 20-something after graduation. hmm Yeah. But we normally have anywhere from 10 to 15 in the class. Okay.
0: Yeah. You graduated prior, correct?
4: Yes, I graduated. Was it before? Yes, yeah, before yeah. we even went to Oklahoma. Yeah. And we started early recovery together. <laughs> that's
2: Used to bike to yeah. early recovery back in the day now, <laughs> uh-huh. back in October.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the things that one of the... Facilitators was talking about. She said, "Just seeing where you came from to where you are now, where you ride or run to class back in October. You know, just out fresh out of jail, just getting started in my recovery on the outside." And and she's, you know, what, used to always make a joke like, "How many people's coat want to bring with them today?" You know, because I'd always bring people with. He'd yeah. yeah, I mean, have wow, a whole
4: group is, with him. That's <laughs> what it's all about, man. <laughs> Plant and seeds. That's what
0: we're talking about on this show every week. Is like. Engaging those folks and bringing people in and encouraging them to come out to these events that we do and participate in. That's what leadership looks like
2: to me. Yeah. It's not like is to to step out of your comfort zone when you see a need that needs to be met. You mm-hmm. know, um, don't wait on somebody else to feel. It. Don't wait on some some leadership or whatever to feel that need. You know, you can make a difference. You come know, on. you step in and fill that feel that gap that needs to be filled. Yeah, no doubt. Not being scared to go first in something. You know what I mean? Like I mean with. This whole recovery thing in, in my community, there's, there's, uh, I seen a big need that needed to be met, you know, this men's recovery house, so many different things that, you know,
0: we're involved in and, and just, hey, bring, lock an arm, say, come on, come with me. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's do this. Yeah. So I called him up on Sunday morning. I was driving to work and uh, I wanted to let him know that <laughs> about this new space. I didn't even
2: tell Caitlin.
0: Yeah, about this new space. So like just, for those that are viewing the Facebook Live, we are broadcasting from, um, from a new space. And I called him to tell him about that and kind of like talk about what today would look like and that we wouldn't have a guest on and that sort of thing. And I can't- as soon as he answers the phone, it's like, what are you doing, bro? I haven't surprised you answered the phone because it's like 10 a.m. on a Sunday. I figured he'd be in church already or like down that way. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm riding my bike to church. I got, a, <laughs> I got about nine, mile, nine more miles to go. I was like, bro, <laughs> commitment, not a day to rest. She was behind me. Was she behind you? Yeah, she was yeah. behind me. He, didn't, he, didn't, he left that part out of the conversation. Well, she was,
2: was, she was behind me. was way behind me. No, him. she was about... That's, well, that's when we stopped at the ATM to get... We was getting money to tithe. Okay. You know, so we're making sure we was doing that.
0: But uh, I got off the phone with, with Steve, and you come pulling up in the parking lot there. Yeah. So for you guys that are watching, we are broadcasting from the Comfort Inn of Silva, located up on the hill across from Walmart next to Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, we built a relationship with them. I came in um, Friday and with the intent, with the idea of an interest in possibly like using a conference room to record in tonight, because today is Labor Day. And I didn't think about this when we were like leaving SCC last week that SEC was completely shut down, no access to the building. And I realized it, like, Friday. I realized it Thursday afternoon. And I kind of, like, went around campus to, like, all the administrators and, like, touching base with folks. Like, hey, what, what, are you, what are you doing on Monday? What are you doing on Monday? And, like, what do you think everybody was doing? I'm going to spend time with my family, oh, sir, and I'm doing, you know, I got plans. I'm going to the lake or whatever, so. Um, it was looking like we weren't going to be able to, to have a place to record. And at that time, our guest was still scheduled and still on board to be here. Who was our guest? I'll get there. Okay. And so <laughs> I... The suspense. Um, uh, I build it up, baby. Build it up. Build it up. And so I, uh, I thought about, for some reason, I, don't not, I do not know why, but for some reason, the comfort in here crossed my mind like I just had an idea because I know that, you know, most hotels have conference rooms and looking around is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. And so um I do have like a mutual friend who who is a sales manager here at at the hotel and so like I thought about it I was like, oh, let me just pop in and see if that would even be an option and even if like what it would cost, right? Like I was willing to like, you know, if it cost me a couple of dollars, cost me a couple of dollars. I was just coming in to kind of, like, see what happened. And on my drive over here, I got to thinking, I was like, well, if they have a space and they're open to it, what would be the possibilities of, like, kind of creating a relationship with them and kind of using this space moving forward? That as way, a
2: recovery ally.
0: As a recovery ally, right? Sorry. Yeah, so I was going. And so, like, I sat down and I talked with her and I kind of explained, um what our goals are and what our mission is for NC Raw and what we've done and accomplished so far in a, a fairly short period of time. And I was like, so, you know, I wanted to know, like, what you thought about us using the space moving forward, not just on Monday, but, you know, every Monday. And even, like, special shows if, it, if the room's available and that sort of thing. And she, she just ate it up, you know. She doesn't identify as a person in recovery, but she is a recovery ally. And so she, you know, followed the chain of command and contacted the powers that be um, with a chain, with the hotel chain, Um, and they were all about it. They were like, it's an amazing thing that you guys are doing. Um, We support those efforts and we wanna give back to our community in any way that we can. So they offered to use the space. So tons of love goes out to Comfort Inn.
4: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And this is, it's a very, really nice conference room. I'm, I'm glad that they stepped up and done that. And that's what I was thinking, too, the whole time you was talking about it was, you know, recovery allies. You never know how you're going to link up with people or connect with yeah. them, but there's a purpose. There's a way.
0: Yeah, and, like, I hadn't really shared this much um, with really any of you guys, but, like, I had some ideas early on in this, um, in this project when we first started about, like, traveling and accommodations and things like that. So I can see this relationship with them here even blossoming further down the road as we continue to grow. And I'll go ahead, and if y'all want to talk about it real quick, we can go ahead and talk about it. Um, I got to thinking, you know, we live in one of the most beautiful areas of the country. Would you guys agree?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I've done a lot of traveling, right? I travel. I, that sounded great. I was like, right. in, in sync, <laughs> I, I've done a lot of travel, man. I've been all over this country. Um, you know, back in the day, I did a lot of traveling and there's no doubt. this is I landed here for a reason, right? This is like one of the most beautiful areas in the country. So I got to thinking like. I enjoyed traveling back then and I could afford it and that sort of thing. But it wasn't really, it's not really something that's even like on my radar now, like visiting and just going out and doing things like that because like it was so closely related to the behaviors behind my addiction. You know, like I just spent a lot of time in California, San Francisco, New Orleans, like party towns, you know, like doing things. And I was like, what would it look like because of this area that we live in what would it look like if we could create relationships with recovery allies in our community in our amazing backyard to where we could like offer safe recovery friendly travel to people outside to come here right have like a relationship with a hotel that would get them in a um, quiet, you know, non-triggering location on the property, have a um, safe time to go to a certain, like, golf resort where they wouldn't be, like, around, like, the party life and, like, have these just different... Do different activities. Different activities that's
4: around that I mean, yeah. that's something that, I mean, Caleb was talking about, you know, we went whitewater rafting a few weeks ago and that was so much fun and we i've lived here all my life no (laughs) but i've lived here for so long and never done that but that's what we were talking about we actually met a recovery ally then that day the the guide that took us Mm -hmm. and we were like this would be a really awesome way like for our res hope group or just any kind of group to do something fun and you know that kind of relates to what exactly what you're talking about I think that's an just like down the road
0: and like this is kind of like crazy but like why do people like I we could put this place on the map because of of the the things that are available for people to like go out and have fun like why do people go to Colorado these days Smoke weed, smoke weed, right? Oh. So like, let's make let's make what a lot of people do. Why, why do most people <laughs> go out thinking, to Colorado? That yeah, wasn't my first. Yeah, why do most people go out skiing? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, to get high. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, there's a hundred miler out to there. Partake. So like, what what would it look like if we created like the first ever like recovery friendly <laughs> travel? I don't even know what you call it, but, like, travel
4: guide. That yeah. would be cool, actually. In our here. To Because people in recovery, you know, probably, like, if it was an app or something, you know, like, oh, I want to go to here. Mm-hmm. Well, what's a recovery- um,
0: What's in my area?
4: Oriented, yeah, place, exactly, in the place that I'm going to travel Connect
0: to. Connect them with local meetings and fellowships. Yeah. Connect them with, you know, fun, if healthy there's a activities. there's events going on. Events during, that are going right. on in the area. Good churches that would fit. Mm-hmm yeah classes churches that are going on that you know fit their belief system or fellowship or whatever like
4: that's cool. almost like
0: package it up as a complete package you know yeah. like, what do you need to support yourself while you're on vacation right and then we can like create the package i don't really i shouldn't be talking about this publicly <laughs> cuz like I, it's like a good idea but they i don't know we'll see but like you know what i mean what would that what would that be like to Better somebody that <laughs> Yeah, what would, what would that be for somebody that, like, has... Because, like, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm... It's hard for me to go home and visit and hit the beach, go on the boat and go right. fishing and do all those things yeah. that I used to do. But I, today, just like you said, a group of, you know, 10 adults and three children from our collegiate recovery program at SCC, we went tubing over in Deep Creek today, right? Just like you said, I've lived here... Over four years And it was the first time I've ever done that. And it was awesome, bro. <laughs> I had a blast. Like, I was like, hold on a second. Like, I just rented a two for $6 and floated down this river like four times and flipped over and I laughed and had fun and bounced people into the rocks and like had a, <laughs> had a blast and it cost us $6. Like, and it was awesome, dude. And it was everybody in recovery. And recovery allies, law enforcement uh, was with us. Like just, it was a, a blast. We had a good time, right? You have some bodyguards make sure nobody was. I was the, the bo- rivers, I so. was the bodyguard, my friend. <laughs> Ask Courtney Kimmel. I was the bodyguard, son, <laughs> with my Res Hope shirt on, man. Told you, good, and the, the, paint. Yeah, yeah. the, the
4: pink. yeah, it was popping, baby.
0: That's right, It was popping with my like pinkish purple, my pinkish purple uh, swim trunks. Yeah, it was popping, baby. It's popping. Two down. piece, yeah, two <laughs> piece, my two <laughs> piece. <laughs>
2: So I got a question. Let's yeah, talk man. about how you was tired after. Let's talk about that well, for a
0: minute. Well, I, I wasn't necessarily referring to, like, physically tired. We are talking before the show started, and I was like, hey, <laughs> I got to be honest with you, man. I'm just, I'm tired, man. I'm beat. And I wouldn't say, like, it was physically tired, but it was more just, like, um, it was a long weekend with, like, work and trying to get my coursework done, knowing that we were going to be out today, and then going out, getting up early, meeting a group at SCC, carpooling out there, Doing the thing for like five or six hours, driving back, just coordinating all this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's say it was more like a men- mentally draining, mentally tired. Because I'm I'm down to go swim some laps in that pool when we're done. I need to, yeah, <laughs> especially with this thing I'm talking about doing at the end of the month. Uh, so, um, how about some. Before we get too deep in this conversation, let's go ahead and blast out some recovery events that are taking place in our community. Are you guys doing something tomorrow for Res Hope? Are y'all doing a clean up or a? We're doing it. We're doing a class, class but we're just going to.
2: I think we're going to touch on uh, boundaries, maybe. hmm yes. We're going to touch on boundaries, and then we're going to get right into what we got coming up with Grace Hope as far as the the float for the for the parade. Mm-hmm. And, the, and we're going to get a Res Hope booth for the Cherokee Indian Fair. Uh, what else? Oh, and we're we talking about the checklist uh, for the house.
4: Yeah, okay. we've got a. I I think the cleaning, we've already done as much as we can do. Now we've got to start doing yes. the remodeling and, and whatnot on the inside. I mean, there's going to be plenty to do, though. Yeah. Um, the porch, it's got to be redone. And it was cool. That was fun. It was cool to see. Like everybody was excited, at, weren't they? Yes. They were like, "Oh, we need to do this, and we need to do that." And Caleb, I can help you do this, or Caitlin, we could do that. So it's they, they're really uh, excited, and everybody's getting engaged in it. It's, excited, it's exciting. So
0: you didn't you didn't have a class last week, and you had a cleanup clean up oh, yeah. day. that's what you're talking about. We yeah. did
4: a cookout clean up day, so everybody yeah. worked, and then mm-hmm. got to go home fed.
0: And. Just the community embraced it, and they came out and wanted to be of service. Yeah, and we had a uh, the sheriff, uh, the candidate for
2: sheriff, Swain County Sheriff Rocky Sampson, recovery ally, <laughs> huge he recovery is. ally.
0: Shout out to Rocky and his and wife Lisa. So, if anybody wants to come out to this class that you guys are teaching tomorrow about boundaries and kind of the future of Res Hope, where is it? What time do you want them to come? It's going. Yeah, Who, who's invited? If you're and, breathing, you're invited.
4: Yes, anybody and everybody. Bring a friend, the ones that have been there before, bring somebody with you. Um, yeah, it's not just limited to people that's in recovery. It's people in the community, family, loved ones, wh- whoever. And you're then on. it's at five thirty to seven o'clock at the Wolftown
0: Gym. Which
2: is right across from Santa's Land. You can't miss it. Right in, in Cherokee. Cherokee.
0: Yep. Wolftown Gym, across from Santa's Land. Tuesday, September 4th, from 5.30 to 7. We're going to have,
2: uh, actually, we're going to have Dr. Ben Bushyhead coming in. We're we're wanting to get involved with the politics, too, you know what I mean? I mean, Mm -hmm. get people voting again. You know, A lot of people don't understand that anymore. They're not registered because they've been out there for so long. And so we're wanting to uh, have different candidates coming in and talking about their platform so people can feel a part of something, Mm -hmm. give them more purpose.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, get people in who hold the same values that we do, and who are recovery allies, and who are going to make, help influence positive change to support mm-hmm. recovery in our communities. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a huge part of.
4: Yes, sorry.
0: Go ahead.
4: Now I I Stab just, in, girl, I thought on. about the uh, the renew Bryson City. They're going to be having that's uh, at the end of this month, September twenty sixth, I believe. Twenty fifth. Um, but they're going to be having an event where they're going to be just talking about, um, awareness and about
2: education,
4: prevention. Yes, education. That was the word that I was so looking for. So
0: <laughs> they did a, an event, educational event a couple of weeks ago Renew. And, that, and that, yeah. And that has led to further conversation. Is that what it sounds yeah,
2: like? Yeah. Well, we, the, the initial event we went to back in April. That's when they first started doing it, I'm pretty sure. We was there. We went to Caitlin and I went to the first one, then I went to the second one. Then uh, you know, we've missed a couple, but now we're gonna get back involved and we're gonna take our the raise hope group to go down there so we can have a strong voice at the table and talk about, you know, how we're we're already, you know, getting involved with the school systems and stuff. So we wanna keep furthering that relationship. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's at uh, Tuesday, September twenty fifth at seven o'clock. Um, the United Methodist Church on Main Street. And in, from, Bryson, City. in Bryson City. From mm-hmm. my understanding, there's gonna be speakers there. Um I think two guys from Teen Challenge is gonna come share and a couple other people. So
0: Okay. Yeah. Also this Saturday, September eighth, the Western Regional Recovery Rally mm-hmm. is taking place at Lake Junaluska, in Waynesville area.
4: Oh, That's yes. That's the big one. That's the big one. It's the
0: biggest recovery rally in the state of North Carolina. Yes. All the western counties uh, participate and are invited. Richie that, talks about that one. Yeah, huh? Richie's, yeah, he, it's his baby. He's He was yeah. like the host of this thing. He started, essentially started it um, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. this coming Saturday. Uh, we're going to be out there hopefully like... Talking to folks, Courtney gave me the thumbs up before we started to bring these microphones out there and really set up a table. Okay, do we got anything playing? We don't, if we do, now we do. Now you do. (laughs) I see. So, um, really everybody is invited to this event as well. We'll Um, whether you're in recovery or you know someone in recovery, um it's just a family friendly event they're gonna have speakers they're gonna have a recovery walk around the lake there's free food and drinks activities for the kids um they're giving away a recovery champion award and a recovery ally of the year award and all kinds of like resources and tables it's a great way to just like network and make connections mm. and find out what's happening in our community um and also like let your voice be heard and like kind of create those relationships so right
4: create those recovery allies make those connections isn't um Casey gonna be speaking at it Casey
0: Fox who was on the show last week she talked about we'll be speaking at it and um like I said like it's it's a pretty like casual event so I think that like I think that I wouldn't be surprised to see my boy get a microphone and get up there (laughs) and
4: Whether it's mm-hmm. their microphone or this one, yeah. <laughs> they will have a mic.
0: <laughs> I love
4: it, Kayla. I love I'll it. I'll definitely
0: be over there with you at the table with these mics, you know, okay. talking to some yeah. people. Yeah, will just, like, let people sit down and talk to us, see mm-hmm. what's happening, so.
4: Well, Res Hope, definitely. Uh, Who would I need to contact about I got an email address right here. Okay, we should take yeah, some T-shirts over yeah, there as well. Yeah, we'll bring some T-shirts and some stuff. We're to...
2: getting ready to, while we're on, the, while we're talking about this, we're getting ready to place an order. Okay. And anybody that sees the video, we want you to get involved and give us some opinions. But we're going to order some New Grace Hope apparel okay, and gear. And so we're thinking about ordering some beanies since it's getting that time of year. Yeah, certainly do it. Some beanies and some decals for the car. Yeah, okay.
4: but we don't, you know, we want, we want to do that if that's what they want. You know, yeah. we don't want to yeah. order a bunch of it and then be stuck with it and stuff like that. But we are getting to order some new shirts. Oh,
0: long sleeves.
4: Caitlin's gonna do long sleeves this for the winter,
0: obviously. Yeah, I want a beanie. My bald head gets cold, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. That's why I grow my beard back. Yeah, (laughs) I know it's coming. I know it's coming. So, one thing I wanted to like talk to you guys about tonight is something that I experienced this week. Um, Coming up on four years in long-term recovery, the end of this month, and like i've always felt like really um stable, really supported and really like in a good place and i i, I am in a good place but the one of the things that um kind of like felt and embraced a little this week is cravings right and like in early recovery out in early school First couple of semesters and stuff, topic that comes up a lot. And um, I was very adamant at that time, and I was like, "No, I, I'm." I was so focused on not picking up that bottle, right? So focused on not using, and so focused on like embracing change that I think I was like not if I was experiencing any cravings, I didn't like recognize it and notice it. And I was just so like adamant about not, not, not drinking. Um, I mean, I was in like vulnerable situations. I haven't really like told my story that's coming up in October, but like I moved here right out of a treatment center, um, an intimate relationship with the girl whom I was with prior to recovery. We moved here together and she we lived in the same house right and there was alcohol in the house 24/7 right like i could, at any time i could go and open the refrigerator and get a beer but i was just so like my mind I, I was so focused on never doing that that like i just it wasn't an option and like in the last 4 years i didn't know what like a like a physical kind of craving felt like. But in the last four years, it's something that I've been able to kind of like recognize more. And I I, I experienced it this week. I was at work one day, Wednesday night. And I was thinking to myself, I have no idea why this thought came into my mind. But I started thinking like, I wonder what it would feel like to be drunk again. Like why, (laughs) right? You hear me? Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what it feel like. Um, and like I started thinking because my. A lot of my. Problems in the past were like focused around. Um, my job, I was like I had the, the hardest work ethic and like strong discipline around my job. And it was like the mindset, like you work hard and you play harder. So like I would go to work and bust my ass for you know eight, ten, twelve hours a day, and then hit the bar, party just as hard, right And so like Lauren Garvey, when she was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and she said that like people always talk about um, being around people who influence you, and she I don't know if you remember, but she said that she was like the ringleader, like mm-hmm. she didn't feel like she was around the people that she shouldn't be that she was like leading them and like the life of the party kind of thing and that's how i totally like related to that um and I, st- I was at work this week and i started thinking like there's the thought crossed my mind like well, what we had in my past in my past job it created like a culture of like partying right like we would like go to work go out as a team, right? You're like built like camaraderie. You know what I mean? Right. And like it, made, it brought us closer to each other. We'd go out and we'd go hit the bar as soon as we got off work. And like things aren't as awesome. I don't have as, as cool of a relationship with my coworkers as I did back then. I have boundaries, right? So we don't do those things. And I got to thinking like because it's like somewhat difficult working with these folks that I work with now, like well, what would it be like if if we just went down to like innovation innovative and had some beers like what would it feel like to be drunk right now could i even handle it like you know the whole like alcoholics anonymous deal or it's like is that something that i could do picking up that first beer could i have one or two beers i immediately like recognized this pattern of thought and didn't like respond or react to it and really didn't like try to like push it away or get rid of it i just kind of like recognized it and like hung out like okay I know that that's not a logical, pro- logical thought process and like you need to like allow that to temptation to pass and it wasn't like somebody asked me like hey bro you want to go grab a beer after work it wasn't anything it just randomly popped in my head like what would it be like to go have a couple beers after work and it's not something that I would like take action on Um, but I felt it dude I totally felt it and I don't know I just it was something that's been on my mind this week is like how do we deal with cravings right and how do we have you experienced that similar thought patterns and what did you do to continue
2: you know we was having lunch yesterday and I I catch myself thinking the same thing you know Mm -hmm. sometimes and uh, you know like you said you got to recognize it for me whenever I start thinking about those cravings I think about everything that I stand for you know and my family how so many people have died because of cirrhosis or drug-related deaths or alcohol-related deaths. You know, my granny got shot because, uh shot and murdered and because the guy was drunk. Her husband at the time was drunk. And I mean, just uh, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, scores and scores of people. And so I, I recognize that. I mean, it's just like a plethora of things that hold me accountable whenever mm-hmm. I have those cravings. And I, I think back to where I came from Um, But I have them too, man. I have them a lot, you know. I mean, not a lot, but I have them, you know, I would say a couple times a month Mm -hmm. at least, you know. And so it's just like I think about that. And a good leader, you know, making sure that I'm a – like I I would be such the the proverbial dog return to its vomit, Mm -hmm. you know, and and what would I really stand for? So I'm I'm to that point to where as soon as I think that, I mean, it gets – It gets squashed really quick because of how far I've come and everything.
0: Yeah, it's like so easy to kind of like go down that rabbit hole, right? And then you start like justifying those thoughts, like, "Well, maybe I could." And like, what would that be like? It's more like it was more like curiosity, I would say, than like interest, I guess. It was more like what, what would it feel
4: like? Absolutely, I find myself. I mean. We just had this conversation just the other day um, about people working, like, if someone was to work at a brewery and if it was a good idea or if it wasn't a good idea. And for me, coming from my own experience, I feel like it wouldn't be, Mm -hmm. you know, because the, the thought does cross my mind at times, you know, like going out to dinner or, you know, because it's not like we just go to start you know we'll go to somewheres and we'll eat and uh, you know there's a bar right over here Mm. but we're able to you know eat dinner and be okay with that but you know at the same time if I was to work put myself in in around it all the time I probably I don't know I don't know you know and but I've I've caught myself a few times being like I wonder you know if it would just be you know what it would feel like just to go and drink and have
2: a couple of drinks and then I want to share something raw all right okay you know I, I obviously i'm i'm a i'm a christian and you know i try to be be very vocal about my faith you know in a loving way and everything but um those addictive that that addictive personality addictive behaviors of let's talk about porn for a minute you know um i have to yeah i can't I have, there we go. There we go. Thank you, Courtney. <laughs> um, it, it's just like, because people struggle with that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's an addiction, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it can just ruin your mind and your relationships and so much. And so, you know, whenever I start having those thoughts of like, you know, because Caitlin and I, we try to abstain from having yeah. sex because that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. In God's eyes, that's what he wants. Yeah. So at the same time, you know, sometimes I struggle, and she's, I never told her this, so... Um, but, you know, I, I get those thoughts of like, like cravings. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, maybe I can, maybe I if I just watch a video. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but <laughs> I want to because there's somebody out there. I feel like there's somebody out there that needs to hear this. You know, and and so Bro, I'm just like,
0: you got access right there. Like, right, you got on, no, right. yeah, you don't got to jump through no hoops. You don't have to walk <laughs> into a bar. You don't have to. It's there. <laughs>
2: So right. it's it's like a song that we listen to, you know, you can tell how somebody, how, how, what's the, um, it's a Brian Trejo song. You can look at somebody's phone history and tell where they're at, you know, oh, especially yeah. like a Christian, uh-huh. you know, and, and I, I'm, so I start thinking about that. I'm like, what if somebody was to pick up my phone? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't even want that, you know, um, want that on, on my conscience. So, I mean, I try to just hold myself accountable in those ways. I mean, yeah. With any kind of craving, yeah, you know, it's just it's just trying to be a good leader, and I know that God's going to you know expose that if I do that somehow some way. I think that these
0: like thought patterns and (laughs) (laughs) behaviors are they're completely natural, right? Like, there's nothing um, wrong with you because you have thought that before, right? Like, we don't have. We have less control over what happens up there than you think that you do.
2: Right, right.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't have, you're not, you don't, you're not at the wheel 24-7, bro. Like, you have let, way less control than you think you do.
2: Well, it's just like if uh, I'm glad, like Richie talks about having a billboard, a sign, it you know, let everybody know what you're thinking all the time yeah. because you know, I'd be yeah. I'd be thrown in jail for something i would <laughs> be thinking sometimes. And I mean for anybody sitting here and be like, look at me like, uh, you know <laughs> they're not thinking the same things then Yeah. <laughs> or anybody out there that's listening, it's like
0: Man, I'm telling you, we we be thinking some crazy stuff sometimes. Yeah. Well it goes back to like my path of practice and like really, truly like committing myself to the program and truly doing the things that are outlined in the program. It's there for a reason, right? And so, like, a huge part of it outside of meditation is an ethical lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. 24-7, like, every time that I take action, no matter what it is, I have to be conscious of, like, am I doing this out of greed, right? Am I doing this to better myself, with the potential of like causing harm to other people, and I have to be aware of that and how how my actions influence other people. Twenty four seven, it's not. Like, and, it, and when you have that like constant awareness, whether it's like strong or not, and this kind of a couple of things that you hit on were a couple were It's kind of like leading me down some other topics that were just on my mind um, today because I'm somewhat like confused on. Life. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, that's like, a good thing. Yeah, I no, it's to good. I'm questioning out. stuff, <laughs> right, man. I'm right. really questioning things. But, like, ha- having that honest, like, ethical lifestyle where I know when I lay my head down at night, I did everything I could to, like, not just be a better person, but also, like, help other people and lead by example, like you're talking about. And I'll tell you right now, I handed my phone today to Lori Clancy and... Another classmate Two of them And I say Here's my passcode Take some pictures I'm going to go up the river For like two hours And I'm going to float down the river And y'all can take some pictures Or do whatever y'all got to do Because I know That there's nothing in there That
2: So you've been talking You've been thinking about this too
0: Oh yeah <laughs>
2: And oh, yeah. I'll tell you that's, that's a great I'm glad I'm glad we're talking about yeah. this now But Caitlin hasn't shared anything And I know I know Caitlin's had some You know We've all had crazy thoughts And I hope she does share so I'm kind of putting her on the spot, but anyways, just and her knowing my, you know, and ha- being able to hand her my phone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel so good to be able to do that yeah. and know that nothing,
0: you know. I said I was like, "Here's my phone. The passcode is blank, 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 blank." And take as many pictures as y'all want. And <laughs> Tell everybody, I was code. literally up the thing for an hour and a half, you know, floating down the river, and they were taking pictures, doing their thing. And I knew, I know that there's nothing like I have nothing to hide, right? Who I am out here in this world is who is on this device
4: right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like
0: there's no even like in like the context of like m- messages text messaging in the day and age of like shady behavior shady business going on on these things right in that day and age like before you click that send button I, i'm looking at in reviewing what is on there (laughs) to make sure that the person on the other end of that thing is not taking it the wrong way. Right. And that leads me to like something that's just been like on my mind a little bit is, um, and it's not necessarily recovery related, but it's behavior related. And like, I'm really struggling as a single man. Right. And somebody who's like really put in a lot of effort in, my recovery right and i and in building this podcast and getting through school like I put myself first right and I'm really like not going seeking down that like relationship path right like there's been opportunities that have come up and stuff like that and I've just kind of like kept us a, a very safe distance but I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of female friends we talk right um, comfortable to talk to and My question is, is when did it become acceptable for, like, dudes to get, like, totally inappropriate and, like, creepy and, like, not, like, accept no for an answer with these phones, with these phones?
4: They do, too. Like, Like, I mean...
0: what is, like, what has changed um, since, like, I, in the evolution of technology since, like... I Why is it
4: I, just guys though?
0: I don't know because I know are some like girls. That
4: are yeah, maybe like that. <laughs> I don't know. There's some girls that won't take no for an answer. I know
0: like four or five girls like within the last two or three weeks that have come to me separately and been like, I don't know how to get them to stop. Stop what? Come right. on, let's talk. At least NC Raw. let's talk about to it. To stop. Um, soliciting me
4: through text
0: messages. Hey, let's hook up. Hey, let's get together. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Hey, I want to see you. And my response to them is like, you know, the only thing that I know how, because I would never put myself in that type of situation. Meaning like if I reach out to somebody and they don't respond to me, then that's that, right? Like I'm moving right along. And so like the persistence, Mm -hmm. like without getting a response to the point where it's like, hey, why aren't you responding to me? And like four or five different girls that I know ranging from like 25 to like 30 have expressed this same problem from different dudes, Not not even the same guys, like just random guys. And they've all said the same thing. Why does it always happen to me? What is it about me that makes... And I'm like, it's not you. I don't think, yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah it's the, it's I the, think too, like, it's especially
4: for women, it can go, turn back to, you know, the way that they were treated and in, in addiction or, you know, whatever that, that has a lot to play into it. But, um, some kind the type of, of people that you rude. surround yourself yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, a, there's some people that they don't hold any integrity. And that's why, you know, that's like Caleb said, you know, I don't feel like I have to block my phone because I'm not that. Yeah, I'm not carrying myself that way. So there's no reason for it. But, you know, I can. under. There are people that will take reaching out to somebody, take it the wrong way. You know what? Do you get what I'm saying? Yep. Or they'll use that for an opportunity to prey on somebody.
2: Mm-hmm. This has been, you know, let's see, I know a few guys and girls. We we've both talked to people. It's been like, so and so keeps messaging me, sending me pics, and it, it just goes back. And then you think about it, like who they're talking about, and we know them. And you also see that they're trying to fill this hole. You yeah. know, and for us, we fill it with Jesus. We fill it with, you know, that's a spiritual mm-hmm. hole that we're trying to fill. And, they, you know, they're, they're drinking every night and they're, they're, you know, reaching out to all these different girls and seeing inappropriate pictures all the time. And, you know, it just goes back to filling that hole, just like we used to do with yeah, yeah. drugs, you know. Yeah, certainly. We're all
0: always, always trying to fill a hole. Mm-hmm. These, these few um, examples that... I'm referring to are with people that are in recovery, right? And so, like they're uh, they're definitely trying to fill a hole that they probably used to fill with drugs and alcohol. So, so they're in recovery. Okay, yeah. so the, guy, from, the from guys from substances. The guys are mm-hmm. in recovery. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so right, right. So they they're they're off drugs, but now they're
0: trying to fill yeah. with relationships, with sex, with yeah, yeah. And to me, that is. To me like i kind of said earlier is like that is not that right there is contradictory to my pathway to recovery right right? that right there is not is creating suffering for the individual and for my for myself like i have to i have to do i have to practice what i preach like you say all the time and actually put myself first and that's why like i don't put myself out there and I don't seek out intimate relationships. And I'm choosing to like not even go down that road because it's such a slippery slope, number one. And number two, that like I have, to, I have to put myself first. I have to put my recovery first. I have to put my meditation practice first, my schooling, this podcast, growing this business. Like I don't see how it fits in to the puzzle And quite honestly, I'm afraid of getting, you know, in a situation like that, you know what I mean? Like, or have it perceived the wrong way. And there's times where, like, even to the point where, like, there's times where, especially, like, doing the things that I do on campus where, like, I know someone's struggling or going through something and instead of me reaching out and saying, hey, I, hey, you doing all right? I just wanted to check in on you. I'll have somebody, a, a female person right. do that because I don't want them to think that I'm trying to move mm-hmm. in or take advantage of.
4: And that's exactly, an opportunity. you know, that's that's exactly a reason why, like, I know, and I mean, I hope that I don't get assassinated for sharing something about na on here but i know that that's why they say you know to get a female females with females, mm-hmm. are females yeah. and men with men mm-hmm. because it it takes that away mm-hmm. the the um what's the word i'm looking temptation. for the, yeah or the opportunity mm-hmm. will is less for that to happen and it's good i mean women i mean that's not a bad thing it's a good thing to you know refer a woman
0: but the the women that I know, like, in my, like, day-to-day life that I talk to on a regular basis, like, are good girls, right? Like, honest, ethical, like, they're not hoeing around, doing shady stuff (laughs) that they shouldn't be doing. Self-respect. Respect themselves. A few of them are parents and great mothers to their children, put their children first. They live in fear about that next...
1: Ping, mm-hmm. and yes. what's and what's gonna be <laughs> what's on the all, other, yeah.
0: and what's gonna be on the other end of it, and how did we get here? That's that's my question: is how did we get here? Like, when did it become acceptable? Oh,
1: yeah, like
0: I, that's just something that I would never do, right? Like, I would like, how could you accept that as being appropriate okay. as a man, right? How could you accept that for being appropriate?
2: I don't get it, man. I, I ain't gonna sit here and act like I ain't never been there before, cause I have. You know what I mean? I've been that guy. I've been that guy. Oh, so, certainly. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So, but I know that that goes back to my that that destructive, addictive behavior. Mm-hmm. Like like I shared a few weeks ago when that that guy cussed my mom out. That yeah. destructive, addictive behavior, that addictive personality. If I'd have went back to the old me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old behaviors of fighting and cussing and carrying on, you know, that's that, that, I don't even know how I got here. How do I get go? Here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, where am I at right now? <laughs> um, but that's just uh, like, that's why I don't do that now because mm-hmm. I know what follows that, that lifestyle thinking that way, you know, and reverting back to the old Caleb, which I, I try to, I got to kill every day. You know, I got to make that choice when I get up. Like I got to kill this man every day. Um, I want to share something for you then Caitlin. Go ahead. Go ahead and then I'll share
4: it. I was just going to say that that was one of your goals when it, when we first started. Yes, it was. It was. When it was. we started the SAT Tell on me. We had to make out uh, these goals. And I'd done a physical goal. And Caleb, that was one of his gold. goals was to not be that kind of man anymore to not and he he shared it in front of class and everything and like later on down the road he shared it again to me and i remember you know i was like oh yeah you did make that goal and he was like that's why what was the goal
2: go ahead and share it it.
4: was to not effort to not not, have
2: not not be trying to have no strings no no strings attached sex yeah you know like hey what's up girl you know I, i mean so that was... Uh, the sweetest <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, so check this out. Got I got a job. post. Um, Heidi Davis just shared this. Shout out, Heidi, if you're watching this or if you're watching it in a little while. We love you. Um, but she says... She's always you know coming up with some great posts. But she said, money won't satisfy you. A job won't define you. A partner won't complete you. Drugs won't heal you. Facebook fame won't exalt you. Sex won't fulfill you. Jesus, however, he can cover you. Hashtag by the blood.
4: And that's so true because you know when you have that separation, you don't. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna act in those worldly ways. You're gonna turn to those things. So Spirit. yeah, that's, we, we I always mean, talk
2: about this. You know, <laughs> we we stopped on the side of the road the other day after talking to you, and I'm just like, we always I always pray. I don't know. I can't speak for Caitlin. I'm sure she does too, but. I'm like, you know, God, if there's any kind of separation, like reveal that to me. If there's yeah. anything that I'm not that's causing any kind of distance between us, because, man, I feel that like my recovery is faith based first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And everything else is just me, a fruit of me walking out my salvation with with my God, you know?
4: Yeah. But oh, you said they're in recovery. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah, that and so it's going back to those old behaviors, man. You got to
0: kill them old behaviors. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I know that some of them, but like, it's in my place to even like approach them about it. So I've been like working, with, talking with the girls, just about drawing that hard line in the sand and making it very clear, like, and talking about boundaries, right, and making it very clear that, right, like,
4: if it's making them feel that behavior is
0: not acceptable, right. Right.
2: Okay. So what about the do So this is this is what I've done. The dudes, you know, and I, I think back like, man, do you want your somebody, like, yeah, somebody disrespecting your daughter like yeah, that? Do you? Yeah. I mean, because a lot of them have daughters, you know, mm-hmm. or sisters, little sisters, and I, I mean, you got to put it in that perspective. Like, I don't want nobody calling my nieces and nephews out like that. I don't like like I start thinking about yeah. you know that's the kind of relationships they're going to be in. So I got to be a model mm-hmm. for for my nieces and for my nephew, my nieces, you know, and. Yeah. and what kind of show them the kind of man that they need to strive to.
4: Exactly. Because it's like you, we always say all the time is you don't know anything. What is it? You don't know anything until you tell You only know what you di- know,
2: until somebody shows, shows you something you different. different. Mm-hmm. And
4: when you get so, when you're used to that, I mean, these guys probably ain't never been told no before, you know, but, Coming from the backgrounds that we've came from, thinking that they can do that and get whatever they want, probably because they have done that in the past. Mm -hmm. Right, but now the type of girls you know, the
2: realms it was acceptable in the past. Yes, yes. But now
4: the realms have changed, and you know, women in recovery, you know, we've got some integrity about us, and and we don't appreciate things (sighs) integrity,
0: some underlying trauma from past experiences, things that have went. Mm -hmm. I
4: mean. Because, I mean, we ain't saints either. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: that's what I want to just make it very clear to, like, anybody that's are, listening. by the blue. Is that, like, <laughs> I am by not like. any means. I don't want to come up here and sound like I'm on some pedestal, like, talking like I have never, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't, yeah, yeah, hey, hey girl, com- hey girl, hey <laughs> girl. Participated in that type of behavior um, in no. the past. But
2: <laughs> one of my buddies he's just reminded me that we was in jail, right? And he's talking about the one that called me the other day that we was riding down Bryce and he hollered at me. You know what I'm talking about? The one I was in jail with. I went to school with him. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put yeah, him on blast, yeah, yeah. but he said that he used to just go through his Facebook messenger and be like, Hey girl, hey girl, hey girl, oh hey girl. God. <laughs> Yeah. And he's still out there right now struggling. So, yeah. I mean, that just goes back to, you know.
0: I think that, honestly, that the people <laughs> that are, like, doing that, like, when I felt the need to do that and I, like, would get stuck up in that train of thought of, like, loneliness and that sort of thing was, like, the opportunities <sighs> that I needed to to really, like, work on myself and work on, like, being with myself, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Accepting, learning to love myself the way that I am and then those other things can come down the road. And it's, I mean, dude, I'm not, it's four years. I'm not like, I'm still not like going out. And because I mean, you have
4: to change everything. That about is. I mean, it's self-discipline. You know, how they talk about, you know, like lying. For me, I lying, I, I me? Lie, yeah, okay. the recovery line. line. And when <laughs> I would lie, I knew that.
0: Dishonesty.
4: Yeah, okay, yeah, dishonesty. When I would do that. i just
0: making him very Clear what you're saying, making it clear. (laughs) He knows.
4: I I know. I know. (laughs) But whenever I would start to be dishonest Mm -hmm. in the past, I was really good at it. You know, I I, I manipulated people. I was very dishonest. I, I lied. I didn't have, I didn't care about anybody else and their feelings or anything. I lied to get what I wanted. So whenever I, if I was, I feel like, you know, and it's people say, I guess, that. If you start to show those characteristics, then eventually it gradually it leads into other things that could eventually lead into temptations that could have, those addictive behaviors. And so I mean, could that not be the same thing? You know, if that's how you used to act, that's the type of things that you used to do, could eventually if we you don't change that.
2: I, I mean you could go as far as to say, are you really in recovery? You know, what I mean? you you're off the drugs, but now you you're still doing all the same behaviors. I want to take the not.
4: recovery from them. But, still, I mean, but I'm not ch- saying you have that. To a, change for, me, yeah.
2: for me, for I, me, I lose my recovery if I go if I start acting that way again. Right. I mean, because I'm not. I mean, obviously, I'm not being a, a role model. Obviously, I'm not. I'm still uh, being destructive, even though it's not with drugs, it's with other things. So I lose, for me, I lose my recovery, and that's how I, I go into it. That's the mindset that I keep. You know, if I start looking at porn all the time, am I really in recovery? If I start, you know, talking, uh, backbiting, <laughs> and go- <laughs> 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 backbiting and gossiping and talking about people, am I really in recovery? You know what I mean? That, that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it.
4: It is. That physical, I mean physical, that well-brighty. Balance.
2: <laughs> Better not be, she <laughs> said better not I love be. you, baby. I'm not. We're actually getting ready to start uh, premarital counseling on she's, Wednesday. She's checking your web browser history. What are you talking about, dude? Don't uh, she probably to put an app on my phone. Up, like at three, <laughs> up at 3 o'clock in the
4: morning, so you're reading articles. Let's check
0: that I ain't going to lie. He does send me articles at like 3 o'clock in the morning. He does. i swear I you on the yeah, morning. He does. No, I swear he does. I swear I get these Apple News up articles at like 3 o'clock <laughs> oh, in the
4: morning. Oh, I know. I was just joking. I he know. was up at 2 o'clock in morning watching the rock motivational speeches and i was like i am out what i'm you, over today hey, wait,
0: what did you learn from the rock man
2: hey hard work man right here right here this is where it starts right here i mean work harder than everybody and it's, it's about practice practicing self-discipline and i'm actually since i watched the rock i'm gonna start getting up again early in the morning uh, a couple yeah. of times a week and going on like a 20 30 mile run because i'm yeah. getting ready to do this iron man here at the end of the a month.
4: 20 mile run
0: yeah yep you better get back in time to get her to work, man. <laughs> she can run to work. She can run to work. <laughs> Just kidding. Just I see kidding. Caitlin running down, uh, down the highway with her work blouse on and some nice yeah
4: <laughs> yeah, My sandals.
0: A skirt on. Skirt.
4: I do have a skirt. Skirt. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, that's, like, uh, something that's also been on my mind, man, is because uh, I have been running a little bit at night, and I have been doing a little bit of yoga. And we're going to get into this a little bit later in the show because I, I want to work on some goal setting with uh, Come the, on. with the audience and stuff. Yes. But that's one, something that's been on my radar is that, like, we're getting ready to go through some daylight savings time, and I've been doing a lot of my stuff at night. If you notice, it's starting to get dark a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a, little bit, a month or so from now, it's going to be getting dark at, like, 6.30. And that just doesn't fit with my In the morning, bro. Schedule. So now, morning. It's gonna have to, now I'm going to have to get used to doing I, it in the morning. I
4: haven't thought about that, Rob. My new job, I'll be working from 9 to 6, yeah. and it'll be dark most of the time. Well, when by I'm the time you get off. home,
2: it'll be dark. 9 o'clock, so that is plenty of time five, to get. Time. 5 a.m. That's enough run. time to
4: go run and you take me to work.
2: <laughs> so, hey, we got some. I, I just want to touch on this for a second. This yeah. is a good thing to, to talk about. Julianne Deeds just said, what's recovery? And then Deidre Moon Sowerby said, recovery from addiction. Recovery is not just... You know, no, it's confined not. to to just substance use and no. mental health issues. Recovery could be from a toxic relationship. Yes, recovery could be from those addictive behaviors, like looking at porn. You know what I mean, or going to the, going to the casino every or night. Or a traumatic
4: I mean, experience, yes. or just stress. How do you I deal mean, with that? That's yeah. what
2: I mean. Are you are you dealing in a healthy way each and every day in and day out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what recovery looks like to me.
4: Yeah,
0: I was having a conversation with somebody recently who. Is, is somewhat substance-related, but it, it's going to go somewhere. And she was like, she identifies as being in recovery from um, drug use, you know, opio- opiates, things of that nature. She's like, and we were talking a few days ago, and she was like, listen, she's like, I didn't know if, how you felt about this, so I didn't really like tell you this. She's like, but I had a glass of wine. And I was like, Okay you know and I she was like I didn't know like what your thoughts were on that and this and that. And I said listen like recovery in my eyes is defined by the individual. Right? Yes. I'm not defining your recovery. Right. 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 Has your life changed in a positive way? Come on, from the time when you were homeless and on the streets and shooting up behind whatever building downtown. Like, Has your life changed for the better? Are you doing the appropriate things to continue that momentum, right? Um, and when you had a glass of wine, did you have a glass of wine? Or did you have five glasses of wine and head out to the, to the pub later? You know? She's like, I had a glass of wine. Celebration around the holidays with my family, you know? Um, she was like, alcohol was never really my thing. I wasn't really drawn to it. I never got into those behaviors, right? It was always the harder drugs that kind of led me down that path. I was like, who am I to tell you that what you're doing is... makes you not... Who am I to tell you that you can't identify as being someone being in, in recovery, recovery because right. you had a couple of glasses of wine, Right. Um, for me, I've found that abstinence works best for me, mm-hmm. right? And I've even, like, um, thought, like, to myself, I told her, I was like, you know, alcohol and, like, uppers were, all, were my drugs of choice. I was like, so, um, you know, I would never do either of those two. I would never have a glass of wine. I was like, but if I was in the right set and setting and it was appropriate and I felt like that, that it was appropriate, I would, I would be open to maybe smoking some weed or something like that. No, I'm just being honest, right? And like, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't tell myself I can't, right? No, i for real. And I was, I just, oh gosh, you're going to no. get some stuff started. Now. No, I, and I don't, I don't want to. I'm just being, I'm sharing my experience. And so, but then, <laughs> but then I followed this up. Listen to me. I followed this up with, um, I'm telling you that right now. However, I have been in an appropriate set and setting where it was around an offer to me. And I said, no. Like I say that I would be open to that. And that doesn't mean that I would follow through with it because when I've had the opportunity to, I haven't, I've I've said no. I'm just saying that it's not, I can't tell you that it would, would never happen in my lifetime. Right. I can't, it's, it's your recovery. Like you're doing all these things. You've changed so much since that time. Okay. So, and
2: I, I seen, um, Saul Kane, who's a, got recovery advocate of the year, some big award. Mm-hmm. But, um, he's, he does a lot of good, great work. And he was talking about like, so if I get somebody in treatment and I'm paraphrasing here, but he was, he said, if I get somebody into treatment and they've been sticking a needle in their arm for, you know, 10 years or whatever, and they come out and they they got a job, but they're smoking weed now. Mm-hmm. Who are you to say that they're not in recovery? You know what I mean? Like I'm not. Yeah, that, that's yeah, I'm that's not. that's what I'm saying. Like you know, I'm we, we should anybody that is is a step up and they're living a healthier lifestyle and they're not, mm-hmm. you know, uh, doing something to destroy themselves. And I mean, who am I to say, you know, or not to support something like that?
1: Yeah, you know, mm-hmm.
2: and cast them out. Like because a lot of people are like, I ain't gonna have nothing to do with you because you're not doing it my way. So you need to go on somewhere
0: with that. And how know? do you think that makes them feel? Right. Exactly right. Come and on, and we're preaching this like we're meeting you where you're at, and we're welcoming everybody. Right. Would I tell somebody that they couldn't come to participate in one of our events or one of our meetings because they do that? Absolutely not. Everybody is welcome. Now, if you're high as a billy goat causing a ruckus, <laughs> we might have a conversation outside. You know what I'm saying? I'm a high <laughs> <billy goat>. <laughs> <laughs> You ever uh, you ever been high as a billy guy, man? Man, I've been <laughs> higher than that. High, I I can't even say. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right
2: along. Right, but anyways, um, we seen we had we had somebody a, a conversation uh, come up the other day about like I had somebody really close to me say, "Well, you're helping this person, but you can't help this person." Well, you know, you got to go back to um, you back up a little bit. This guy, I was he was trying to help. Done some really, how can we put it, baby?
4: Inappropriate.
2: Inappropriate things, and, and Ca- you know, just kept you know, and we kept praying over. We kept giving him, you know, forgiving. I mean, he done some, some really caused a not, lot of
0: harm in the community.
4: Several mm-hmm. things that was just very
2: inappropriate, hmm? very destructive. It was yeah, causing it was some stress, some yes. anxiety within, you know, between in the family and everything, and so was still getting high still selling and everything and and I got to a point to where I was like look I I you know I, and I, you know I think a lot of people say like well you're a Christian and everything and you like to use that and and but I don't have to be a doormat. I'm not have to yeah. let somebody into my circle that's destructive and it's going to cause a lot of tension and and you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We mm-hmm.
4: still pray for him every single day. <laughs> every time we say when we pray, we always pray for those that are still struggling. So <laughs> And that includes him. Um.
2: But it got, what I was what I was saying is like we have this other girl who's you know thinking about going to this outreach in Kentucky, and so it's brought to my attention. Well, you help this, you, you won't help him anymore, but you'll help her. She's been high. I'm like that's, If we go help everybody that's that's in recovery, then what kind of impact are we making? You yeah. know what I mean. And he's already burned his bridges with me right now until he shows me something different he's not
0: going to be back into
2: my circle
0: mm-hmm. you can only do so much right and they're exactly. responsible they're responsible for their actions and
2: it's, it's, it goes back to boundaries you know yeah. what I mean and healthy boundaries to not only protect him but you know my family and, and my community. Yeah, your community your immediate community
0: right yeah Hey man <laughs> I, I want to just go a little bit deeper but I'm just going to leave that dog tied up <laughs> Courtney, go let the dog off the, off the leash. <laughs> <laughs> gonna leave that dog tied up outside, man. It's cold out there. <laughs> um, you know, I think that what I've learned is that it, a lot of it has to do... I'm, I'm a believer in, like, momentum, right? Like, you build up some momentum, and you're moving in the right direction, and that um, kind of allows you to maintain that drive, and that passion that Caleb's always talking about, and so like sometimes it takes a while for people to figure out right how to stop that negative momentum moving in the wrong direction, and then turn it and start moving it back in the in the in the direction that will ultimately lead to that freedom and that um, general well-being, long-term genuine happiness. Things like that. What does that look like to you? We can. Well, I think that as a collectively, as a uh, a group, like we can help influence um, that movement and allow and support people to maintain that momentum. But they they have to do it themselves. Like we can't do it for them Um, because it's easy to start moving that momentum back in the wrong way and it happens right it's kind of like take what do they say two steps forward one step back two steps forward one step back eventually you're still going in the right direction you're just going slow
4: it happens all the time there are people that we've talked to that i've talked to that caleb's talked to you know time and time again and you know it's going in a really good direction things are looking up and then boom they get set back they might come back or they just keep going back Either way, and then months might go by, and
3: yeah. then
4: we might see them getting out of jail Dang. and sitting at church with mm-hmm. us. You know, it's just, that's Come like, on. just like the guy that he was talking about. Yeah. What if he, I mean, what if he, he's still selling? He's not trying to hear anything. You know, we've reached out to him m- numerous times. What if, you know, he goes to jail or something? He will has show up do, at some
0: point. He will to, show up.
4: And then that's his breakthrough right there, mm-hmm. you know. But we've planted those seeds, mm-hmm. you know. Was I did I relate to your topic at all? <laughs> like I'm we not. we
2: actually just had um we seen something that really blessed us the other day. We the girl she's taught, we had a girl we've been I've been praying over for months and months and reaching out and. Caitlin been reaching out as well, talking to her mom, and so she went to jail a couple of weeks ago, and then here she she shows up in in church, and I was sitting there looking, you know, looking across the aisle, and Caitlin's like, "What is it?" And I said, "You don't know how much that blesses me to see her here because of how much I, I've you know reached out to her and let her know, you know, how mm-hmm. value, how valuable she is." And so she's sitting there in church, man. She's. She's still, you know, going through some going through some physical stuff, you know, yeah. and, and it's been two weeks and she was on meth and heroin, and so she's sitting there with her Bible open taking notes. Man, I mean, she's deep into the Word, yeah. And so I was just like, "Thank you, Lord, my goodness."
4: That is, that's so good.
2: <laughs> God's in the
0: recycling business. So what's um, <laughs> what's the what are some of the what's happening next for Rez Hope? Like what's with the house and. Like what's
4: we got a board meeting coming up?
0: Yes, it's going. To, oh, my goodness, it's going to
2: be so good, Rob. It's uh, we got Tom Shanahan from a Spirit from Spiritual Adrenaline. I've heard of him. We hey next week we have got to have a special show. I've got to got to tell you this, <laughs> but uh, he's wanting to get on. He's wanting to get on the camera and yeah. uh, share it out on Spiritual Adrenaline. He's wanting okay. to have an interview with NC Raw, a podcast uh-huh. with NC Raw. So next Wednesday, but um, next Wednesday, yeah.
4: We, oh, and he is. He's done so much He goes and visits These, every, these different he's people He's traveling the world Doing mm-hmm. huge things In the recovery uh, yeah. So There's he is money. going to have, He's going to bring some Bring some punch That's for sure Oh yeah You
2: know and He's getting he's, he's, he's ready To go to Mount Everest I don't know if he's climbing Mount Everest He's going to base camp But he's going to be At Mount Everest And he's doing a whole week okay. Five five days of uh, Dedicated to Res Hope And what we're doing Here in the okay. community Love it man So that's why we got that coming up Uh, next Wednesday with him. I'm getting up early in the morning, working out with the amazing Tom Shanahan, and we're going to do the the special podcast. And then Thursday, we're going to have the board meeting, and we'll be talking about rules and regulations we're going to be putting in place, Mm -hmm. kind of like a meet and greet, uh, what's expected of the board. Yeah. Um, We got some people calling in, uh, Addict to Athlete, the amazing Sheena and Rob Archuleta, they're going to be Skyping in and making a pitch to the board for uh, to for us to implement their program as to, into the-, the diet and exercise part of our program okay So that way we're not recreating the wheel. We've got something that's very successful, something that you know we're gonna have to be trained in as well. But I mean it's coming together you know Tim Kraft's supposed to be down here and he's going to be talking about the the faith aspect for, uh, of the program and you know he's he's been doing some big things for a while in the recovery movement so that's coming up next Wednesday and Thursday and then we got this, outreach plan for kentucky where we're gonna be going into uh, elementary school talking about drug awareness i get to go speak to a jv football team about leadership get to serve um the players of mayfield high school which is the fourth winningest program in the country Dang. get to go up there and just be the hands and feet of jesus and get to do a block party on saturday so we're man it's it's taking off man it's taking off what
0: was the um the fifth quarter deal like that y'all did on Friday night because I, I missed y'all I missed y'all I was looking I was like I was looking forward to like doing the overdose awareness stuff and then I realized it was all on the same day yeah, yeah. yeah. we had a good crew out there in Franklin man it was it was I popping i yeah um, we had a blast out there T- tons of community how many people support. showed it a hundred maybe okay wow yeah like well, Caitlin talk Friday. about, it. but I want to know. <laughs> I want to know about what you like. Talk about what you guys did, and then like what that experience was like. So I'll is, talk about the planning.
4: Okay, yeah. Go
0: I got to
2: plan with um, Jeff Helpman, uh, Matt Hewitt, and Ted Duncan. Uh, Jeff and Matt are from the Grove Church in Bryson. Uh, they're both pastors there, head pastor and associate pastor. And then Ted's an associate pastor at First Baptist. And of course, we was representing, I was representing Res Hope. And so we've planned this for the past few weeks, been talking about, you know, oh, it's all a leap of faith. We didn't know how it was going to go. You know, we didn't know what kind of turnout it was going to be, how it was going to be received, or anything. So we just kind of put foot to faith and. Uh, got some bouncy houses together, and I'll let Caitlin take over.
0: How they, this is the first one, like,
1: ever <laughs> first, yeah, never done anything one, like it.
4: Yeah, it, what it is is it's a uh, giving the kids something. It was for middle school and high school, Swain students, giving them something positive to do after the football game. You know, because I, I don't know Woo. what you guys done, but I know, I, what, I know I what I was I doing. You know, and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't face, going man. to any fifth quarter playing uh, on some uh. bouncy houses but it was good they had food there they had a lot um these big like a obstacle course bouncy house like it was and we're not <laughs> when we say bouncy house i'm not They're talking huge. about they like for young children i'm talking about for some <laughs> older people um those what are those ones where you hit each other and try to knock each other off of the thing
2: the yeah the-
4: um they had one of those uh,
2: home run derby. Yeah, home run we derby. We had a bonfire that foot- was like, On football. Dude, that I saw that monster bonfire. Bon- yeah,
4: fire. it was huge. Uh, they had a s'mores table set up, and we had they had uh, the cheerleaders. They came out the football and spoke, team. The Football team. Um, the Red Knicks. Caleb spoke. um, The pastor spoke. You were
2: were in the redneck group. I was with them all, man. (laughs) Oh
4: yeah, they had their trucks backed up Mm -hmm. to the bonfire, just you know. And I ran around (laughs) taking pictures of everybody. Caleb was having a bigger time than the kids. (laughs) Well, I got to tell uh, a lot of kids that they were they're amazing. And I mean, it was it was it was good. It was good. And there was like two hundred kids that came. Over two hundred. Yeah, and uh, I mean, just to think that you know that they they did they had a great time too. Wanting the
2: community every- loved it. The parents loved it. I mean, very well received. Very good event. Huge success. Yeah. Knocked it out of the park. All that stuff.
4: And so I'm hoping, you know, that it's gonna grow once people, you know, once people they go and tell everybody what it was about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's just something there was something a man confident. and his son
2: down at Cooper's Creek and see my mom and they was yeah. come up to my mom and was like, Are you uh Courtney. Are you the guy from She's White? Okay. Are you the guy, uh, the guy's mom that ran to Oklahoma, and they was just telling um, my mom how great of an event it was.
0: This boy was.
4: Yeah, it was good.
0: And so that's going to be something that they're going to do as like an ongoing. We got we got the second one coming up. You
2: going to be the MC? They already asked mm-hmm. for the, the the amazing Rob right. Steen. Give me some dates, man. Let's do
0: September it. September 21st. You there. We're gonna go to the football game first. You just dropped two dates on me about a podcast for uh with Tom Shanahan. <laughs> September twenty first and September and a fifth 12th. quarter thing. I need yeah. you to, I need you to text me these things as soon as we're done, okay? So Email. I can, So I can make sure that we're off <laughs> off work. Um so okay, before we like head out, I wanted to like came across a story. Um and it's actually kind of like outdated or it, it dropped about a year ago um, was the first time I heard about it. However, reading about this program kind of in-depth, I think that the dude may be on to something. And I think that the ideas and things that he's come up with are something that um, really could be beneficial to what's going on in our communities and what's going on in um, really society. Um, Back last year, a Navy admiral um, lost his son to the opioid addiction. And what he's done is he's created his own um, organization in response to that to help um, essentially end the opioid crisis. Um, The Navy Retired Navy Admiral James Winfield dropped off his 18-year-old son to college um, last year. And three days later, he got the call that his son had passed away from an opioid overdose. And so what he decided to do was to create, in response to that, he decided to take some of his military training and knowledge of that, and kind of use that ideation to create a systematic um, approach to dealing with the opioid crisis. And it, the organization is called Safe S A F E, and it stands for Stop the Addiction Fatality Epidemic. Um, it's a pretty amazing thing. He's got like he's got some pretty killer insight. Um, they're on their website. They say our nation is going to reverse this epidemic. If our nation is going to reverse this epidemic, we need to start treating it like it's a national emergency. Success will only be made possible through a concerted effort along six lines of operation. And this is kind of what interests me. So he's identified six, um, six areas to focus on, right? And in those six areas, they kind of like... Uh, work interconnectedly, so it's not necessarily like a linear path. In order for this to function and work, all six of these areas must be must be worked on, focused on. A focus must be placed on these six areas. And it's really a lot... A few of them are like things that we're already doing and, and things that we already talk about a lot. However, like, I think... I'm, I want to really, like, get into them... And understand, take, look at it objectively from like a non, like a recovery ally, or from a non-user, or somebody who has an experience. What we have experienced, because we always talk about that. It takes the ally. It's going to take the voice of the ally. So the first is public awareness. He talks about raising the level of awareness of the causes and nature of the disease of addiction. It's associated cost And how to reverse The opioid epidemic And so we're doing that Right Like you're give, You're talking publicly Caleb Yeah You're telling your story You're giving You're teaching classes Once a week And you're Caitlin is too I always see On the pictures I gotta give her some, give her some on the She's pictures. always teaching
2: Okay
0: She has been The past few weeks Yeah I saw you wearing A little pink vest Man <laughs> With a, with a hoodie
2: uh, That's cold man. My, my nipples were hard <laughs> goes, that
0: day I could hear his voice Man he put a little Capstone on his picture He goes Don't mind the vest I was a little cold <laughs> <laughs> um, But so like My, my, my question is, is like, How do we In a healthy way How do we Create Positive Awareness About About recovery And about this problem in a way that will be receptive to the individual that has not experienced suffering that addiction causes or has not been directly affected by addiction? How do we get those people on board?
2: Okay. I'm glad
0: glad you asked about this.
2: Uh, We had a a meeting the other night, Burtown Community Club meeting, Mm -hmm. and we had some different people come in and share, and the one was the sheriff, Curtis Cochran. He has this approach of I mean I I'm, this is can I can I speak on what it yeah, was <laughs> go ahead. I mean this is raw, right? Yeah. He don't own this podcast, so I'm gonna speak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has this mentality of, you know, we're gonna rest our way out of it. It's not obviously if you don't think that we have a problem, you're not gonna to try to change anything, right? Yeah. And so the first war on drugs, the Harrison Act, which was declared in nineteen fourteen. Um We've been doing that, trying to rest our way out of it for, you know, a hundred and what hundred and four years. Anyways, I get quick math. I get up and I ask him, I'm like, Are you as the sheriff and you know, your platform is it gonna involve in obviously enforcement, intervention and education? You know, obviously they gotta they gotta do their job and protect the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we don't, if we're not intervening, you know, at the jails, at the courthouse, and doing some different outside-the-box ideas, then what are we really doing? You know, we're not working. We're not working towards a solution and healing some people and, mm-hmm. and education, like it, like it's saying awareness and stuff. But uh, so this woman stands up, or she don't stand up. She raises her hand and she's like, "I would like to see the numbers from our our hospital, Cherokee Hospital. I'd like to see the numbers from people that struggle with that that." Um, cancer, the data on cancer, the money we spend on the cancer patients, the money we spend on diabetic, diabetic patients.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so now you start thinking about the people that have congestive heart failure. You start thinking about the people that have lung cancer, diabetes. All that is from what you eat and how you take care of your body. Mm-hmm. But they don't think about that now. And they talk about the addiction, uh, substance use, oh, it's a choice. Yeah. You put another bur- a Big Mac in your mouth, and you flop over with a heart attack, and we got to spend money on you. It's the same thing. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. What you eat and put into your body is affecting your health. It's the same thing. And so I, I just feel like we have to come out from that perspective. You know, we have to give them something that they can relate to. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people think, oh, it's a choice. It's, what you eat and that, those, those kind of diseases, that's a choice too. Mm-hmm. So we're not supposed to help you. You're a diabetic. We're not going to give you your insulin no more. It's the same thing, right? Yeah, it sure is. Sorry, I don't know where <laughs> I
0: have no idea where that comes from But anyways What I was talking with you before the show I totally agree with you on that um, Taking a different approach to things What I was talking with you about in the show And I kind of <laughs> hinted on a little bit last week Is that like We have opportunities in our community, right? Like we're the, we're the soldiers, right? We're the foot soldiers We're the people on the streets That are talking this up, right? In my everyday life, everywhere I go, right, I have to be the voice. And we have these awesome opportunities all the time, community events, all these events going on. Every single week, I'm announcing two or three of them that are are happening in our community. Who attends these events? The people in recovery. People in recovery, right? So I'm going to start putting a focus, and I challenge you guys, the audience, and everybody, that's tuning in to invite personally invite somebody that is close to you, whether it's a friend, a family, a coworker who does not identify as like a so-called recovery air quotes ally, somebody who yet, yet, (laughs) and take them, bring them with you and show them what, Is taking place right right show them what we're doing show them what recovery looks like like having this argument about how to treat people and how to arrest your way out of it those people are held on those views they're not gonna change right but if they come to something like this recovery rally right and we got three four hundred people out there showing what recovery looks like and speakers like you and Casey Fox and Caitlin Ledford up there talking about what their life looks like today because of recovery and what you're doing in your communities to, to support those who have experienced the suffering that addiction causes. What do, you, what do you think the chances of them holding up a sign, signing their name, stepping on, taking on, getting on board with not just becoming a recovery ally, but using their voice to sh- share that message, using their voice by electing officials who... Identify as recovery allies.
4: Absolutely. Right? Yes. And not only that, I feel like, too, for people in recovery, stepping up and using their voice, mm-hmm. not just letting it be limited to certain people like us, but for every, you know, more and more people that's in recovery to get out of their comfort zone, to come to these meetings, to go to, I mean, that's why that's why we want to take our Res Hope group with us to the Renew, you know, yeah. have a big group. I mean, because yeah. that's the only way that we're going to start making a difference is when, numbers. right, if we've got to come together and start awa- make making this awareness public. That's how I feel on that issue.
0: <laughs> well, I would like to invite anybody that plans to attend the recovery Rally to bring somebody with you.
4: Yeah, I... I I'm with right. you on that.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite a bunch of folks this week, and I just want to encourage you guys to, to bring somebody that wouldn't normally attend a so-called recovery rally, right, to show them what that experience is like. Um, the next thing, also something that Caleb's very big on, full-spectrum prevention services. right? What does that say? Research substance abuse prevention, support prevention programs across the spectrum potential victims and provide advice to families to prevent addiction in their children.
2: Okay. I want to go to the first thing here. Research mm-hmm. substance abuse prevention. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that our community is being affected by right now is not the drug overdose. We're having more people die from the infection yeah. from shooting up. Yeah, I think that right now <clears throat> there's three that i At
4: least. At
2: least three in the hospital on one... The man that was married to my aunt, okay, so yeah. he was my uncle-in-law, mm-hmm. he's uh, currently in Asheville, right? He's at Mission, I believe. He uh, had, this, my aunt died from the infection. It mm-hmm. went untreated, went to her heart, she had a massive heart attack and died on my run. Yeah. So her husband, they were separated, but now he's, he's over there paralyzed from the, way, from the neck down because the infection mm-hmm. got in his spine. We've got. I mean, there's another woman over there we know. I mean, known for a long time. She's, uh, you know, they, they keep we keep hearing about how she's. I just they gave her just a little while to live, you know. Uh, I, there was another girl reached out to me the other day and said, "Can I get a ride from the hospital?" And, and I found later out later on, I guess she she left against doctor's orders, you know. And and now ended she, up right back. Now in Now she's the right back in there from from the same thing. I mean, it's the infection. It's so. And Caitlin was going to apply for a job where they're they're going they're doing research now of what's causing this mm-hmm. you know I, I don't I don't understand it, and I mean that's obviously something that we need to be talking about, and not just talking about but working towards you know how how can we let's figure this out let yeah all these people dying from these infections why you know
0: I think also just like in regards to that spread of infection is just like the, the stigma related to harm reduction.
4: Oh yeah. And like, yeah.
0: Like, cause I, things that I never thought about, like until I really like had a good conversation with Stephanie over at full circles this weekend. But like they do a needle exchange twice a week, Tuesdays, mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Saturdays. Right. Franklin, you know, not a large city, but fairly spread out. So if you're a, a, a heroin user, using heroin every day, and you need clean needles, right? You're living on the street. You're struggling to survive. What are the chances are that you can get a ride over to Full Circle's <laughs> Recovery Center on a, Saturday, on a Tuesday night or Saturday morning to get your supplies, mm-hmm. to physically get there to pick up your supplies? What are the chances of that? Probably pretty slim, right? Like, they're difficult. Mm-hmm. So you put barriers in place, um, What's gonna happen? They're not gonna go. They're not gonna get it. So, like, what are other like outside the box ways that we can get the supplies to the people who need it? Create that opportunity to let them know that we care about them. Right. Plant those seeds that we talk about every single week. Um, build those relationships. Build those relationships so that they'll 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 know that I love you. I'm Steve. I'm a person in long-term recovery, and I care about you regardless of if you're a drug user or not, right? And if you ever need something, here's my number. You can call me, you know what I mean, to build those relationships. Uh, They're not going to walk into your office, bro. They're not walking into your office on a Tuesday night. Right. I guarantee you the percentage of people who come in there on a Tuesday night is minimal in comparison to the amount of users on the street, right? Right. So right. how do we get this stuff to them?
4: Peer support. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just so many. We gotta like
0: it's it's like a all these things. It feels like I feel like I talk myself in circles because then it's like back to like stigma, stigma related stuff. And that's kind of the next thing on the list is prescription medicine. Raise awareness of non-addictive pain management methods that support tighter opioid prescription protocols and support research into non-addictive pain management. And then also, like, medication, medicated-assisted treatment. Like, there's so much stigma with all that stuff. And then you got, like, um, and raise awareness of non-addictive pain management and tighter opioid prescription protocols. Then you're going up against, like, Big Farm and big companies that, like, control that money. (laughs) Well, see,
4: that's what um, a lady was just talking about was... You know, uh, taking hydrocodone for getting her wisdom teeth pulled out. And she said, you know, like a a doctor can, instead of prescribing that, can give you like how much uh, uh, ibuprofen or Tylenol or whatever to take that would equal the amount to hydrocodone. And it's not a pain management um, narcotic. And I'll just say from my own experience, I remember when I was in prison, a lot of times I was like, oh, when I leave here, I'm going straight to the pain clinic. I yeah. know I can, because I, I have this rod in my leg. I was like, I know I can get good pain meds and I need them because I'm in so much pain. <laughs> but I went through prison taking 500 milligram Tylenols. Mm-hmm. And one day my friend was like, why do you feel like you need to go to a pain clinic? You you are, been, you've been this, this long without them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right.
2: <laughs> one of the things in, in, our, in our community in Cherokee that's really been kind of, you know, floating around some ideas, but one of the council members has been really pushing, what is it? Is it medical marijuana? Or what, uh, what's the other thing that they do with the oils? What's it called? CBD? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. CBD. They've been talking about bringing that to the reservation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you hear a lot of people saying, I have a bunch of potheads running around. I'm like, you just get some people, man, you
0: can't please. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're just not going I And mean, that's the thing. You're not going to please everybody. Right. And in the long run, like, I think that are we in the pleasing people business? People are pleasing. We in, are, are we in the saving lives business? Yeah. That's right. Because I know what business I'm in. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that goes back
2: to, like, you know, trying to trying to talk to somebody. That, saying it. But then you got to think about, well, I, I think about, well, you know, there was that one time that I couldn't be told anything. Yeah. I, I, I was dead set on what I knew, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to be, you know. Nobody could tell you different. Right.
0: And that's what, like, I talked with you last couple podcasts ago about, like, talking to people, talking to the kids and things like that. Was like, you know. Am I doing it the right way? And, am I communicating with them? Or am I just like the old dude that did too <laughs> ma- did too many drugs and Wait, What are you talking about? At, college, so at school? Right? Yeah, anywhere, anywhere, just in life in general, like on the street, like um communicating. So I don't know that's a whole other topic, but going down the road. She'd come to one of our
4: classes. <laughs> I'll <I'm>, come over <on, laughs> now. I thought you was gonna be
0: can you come tomorrow? Yeah, I could make it. I'm so you've been it's saying tough. that you've been no, tra- it's just tough man because i do stay up late on monday nights doing this and i don't get to bed till like one o'clock in the morning and then i'm in school i literally i mess i i bum myself out with this class schedule tuesdays and thursdays i literally have three classes back to back to back with no break in between no nothing so it's just it's challenging. Um, I need some accountability, man. Blow me up at like three o'clock and say, get your butt out here and we'll hang out for a little bit before the thing. Make me come. <laughs> I need man, some you accountability. Man, got, you got
2: one chance at this, this thing called life. You know what <laughs> I mean? You gotta <laughs> make know. sure you make an impact
0: each I, and every day. <laughs> <laughs> you day. gonna guilt me into it, man, come <laughs> on. The next thing is law enforcement and medical response. And I think the big part of that is like, um, creating allies with the law enforcement officers. And learning, allowing them to learn, like... Come on, baby. Um, what do you got on your mind?
4: Peer support. Peer, Peer support, <laughs> yeah. In
2: the jails. And, uh, we. Ha- um, well, I'm like, want to share an idea with courts that we have. That's coming, you know. We'll talk about that later, but we've right. got a great idea.
0: And we've come a long way. Like, a lot of these things, we've come a long way. And like I talked with, with, last week with Casey, it was like, we're trying to change, we're trying to implement massive social change in, like... It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in the amount of time that we would like it to. All these things that we just listed, difficult tasks, difficult things to happen. You're trying to change a culture, a large group of folks. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a long time. And last week I said, is it even possible to do it in our lifetime? What? And now I'm going to take it back and say, yeah.
4: I just start thinking about like just how what we always hear is the budget funding, mm-hmm. you know, like. Why not create positions that can help people get into treatment and get the help that they need instead of having to continue to pay for these people going to jail or yeah. having to pay for these people, you know, going into 15 different treatment centers because they don't have the adequate tools in their belt or whatever, you know? But
0: I think what do you mean? What
4: kind of position back, would that be? Peer support.
0: <laughs> it goes back to getting the right people in the <laughs> elected positions, man. That's why my boys running for council. I, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, it's we're working on it. We're yeah, working it
2: was, on. It. That's why it's about getting the right people in the places to make yeah. those decisions. I've got mm-hmm. to uh, give a shout out to Rocky Sampson. Rocky Sampson. Rocky Sampson. If you if you're voting in Swain County, I encourage you to get out and vote for Rocky. He's definitely got you know got an open mind and wanting to
0: implement some uh, outside the box ideas. So. Quick shout out. The last two quick and easy treatment and recovery. is kind of what you were just hitting on and having recovery based treatment service options available for folks that need it when they need it. Absolutely. And, and it being, um, to where, you know, it's available, affordable, accessible, all of those things. And the last is family outreach and support, right? The families that are affected, um, it's not just the individual who is experiencing the harm and suffering caused by addiction, but the families as well. And so they need support.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really are hitting a lot of those areas. Yeah. Except <laughs> for the prescription medicine, we, we're hitting yeah. pretty much all of those. Many well, is,
4: we'll put some Tylenol in our feel-good <laughs> <baby. laughs>
2: yeah. For real. For real. There you go. But the family outreach and support, that's exactly what our classes that's are. That's your Tuesday you know night know class. I mean? Yeah, that's absolutely. Your, that's your Tuesday night class. and. Go back up a little bit. Come on, man. Let me get in here. Blessings. Uh, that's the you know, just like you said, that's the Tuesday night class, providing that understanding, you know.
0: Yeah. Doing it. You're doing it. And I think like We are kind of- doing it. I'm so, you're I are doing a
4: lot, too. I keep leaving yeah. you out. Especially in... Oh. I keep leaving <laughs> I you mean, out tonight, man. I was, I was pulling you in, brother. But know. <laughs> You know, the things that you're doing at the schools and whatnot. I mean, yeah. I I know just reading in my textbooks and stuff here lately, um, it talks about, you know, a lot of people on camp, because his son was in college, right? Mm-hmm. I just enrolled. Yeah. I mean... A lot of people don't reach out for, and men especially don't reach out for help, especially when you know undergraduates and they're enrolled and stuff. All the stress and or that just big change of life, and but the things that you're doing, you know, the things you're doing on at ACC, we we'll yeah. need more of that. Yeah,
0: I'll tell you a little story. Um, feel good story of the week. No, mm. I went to um the orientation that Rachel was at, remember we talked, and did my little spiel. And, you know, I walk around that campus, man, and I'm, I just, I'm, I'm polite. I'm outgoing, right? I say what's up to people. Like, you pass me in the hallway or you pass me in the sidewalk, I'm going to say what's up to you. How's your day going? Just like y'all do, you know? Mm-hmm. How you doing? How, is everything cool, right? Last Monday, last Tuesday, I come walking out of class. Look over, this kid's sitting on a little bench. He's got to be like 18 years old. He looks up at me. I said, hey, man, what's going on? How's your day going? He sticks his hand out, shakes my hand. He goes, I'm doing good, bro. Nice to, nice to see you. Kept on going. The next day, walking through the parking lot, see the same cat. I was like, hey, dude, what's happening? How's your day going? Doing all right, bro. Gave me a thumbs up. Said, what's up? We went our separate ways. Third day, three days in a row, going past the cafeteria see the same cat, he looks over, he goes, hey, he, he initiated first, right? He goes, hey, weren't you that dude that was talking about refuge recovery? And I was like, yeah. He said, he's like, I saw, yeah, I saw you that day. He goes, well, I just got out of Balsam Center about a week before school started. And he goes, I'm looking for a place to, to go. I'm looking for a fellowship, and I think that that meditation stuff, I'm interest, I have interest in that. I would like to know more, you know? And so we've connected and whatnot, but, like, we're out there doing those things, right, and opening our voices and telling those stories, and you don't know who's listening, right? right? Like, I had no, you know, I had no idea that there was somebody in the audience who had been where this gentleman had been, right, within Mm -hmm. the last week before seeing me, right? And he was, like... So many of us are, like, I would, I would label it as, like, a level of confusion and not knowing where to go, right? Had he not even not seen me and I not, like, initiated those conversations and said what's up and kind of started that, he might not have even, like, showed up to any of these groups or he might not have even reached out. But because we, like, just very casually... You started seen him? That Conversation. Yeah,
4: you showed him that you have seen him. Yeah, you know exactly you what you guys said. By.
0: Exactly what you guys said. Exactly what you mm-hmm. guys said. You and should so come to
4: so. our class. No, we'll,
1: yeah. go, we'll
0: do some class. <laughs> We've got raised hope classes Tuesdays, five thirty to seven.
1: If you ever want to come out,
0: <laughs> 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 Birdtown Joe. No, Wolftown. Wolftown. Wolf you gonna mm-hmm. hold me accountable, man? Will somebody call me? At three o'clock I'll tell tomorrow, you what, I'll call you in the morning. No, no, when I'm, I'm running. No, three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> no, no,
4: no, no, no.
0: Because <laughs> I will, When I got out of class, I'm just like, I'm just like, I could take a nap or I could go yeah. all the way to Cherokee. I'll tell you yeah. what. Lay down, take your 15 minute nap, and get back up and go to Cherokee. Uh, call me at three o'clock. Okay. All right. The last thing on my list to talk about is uh, my man Caleb. Expi- uh, inspired me. Come on. Right. And I tried some things over the summer, right? did a little diet. I've always ate somewhat healthy, but I did a little diet, <laughs> started a s- simple and basic yoga practice, and I did a little bit of running, but not like as much as I would have liked to do. And much as you would like to so what I hear you saying is you you would like to do more
2: so how like want to do wanna more. help you I want to help you do yeah that. and we okay, we're going to
0: encourage some folks to join us mm mm-hmm. um. So I want to throw out a little what I call Sober October challenge, right? Sober October. That doesn't mean just hashtag hashtag sober October. Love it. All right. So there's 31 days in October. And Sober October isn't just about abstinence. I would define Sober October as like wellness October, but wellness doesn't rhyme with October. So we're calling it Sober October. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, what I want you guys to do is to, we got a, mo- a month to figure this out. You guys, the audience, right? Have a month to figure out. And you. And you. Have a month to figure out what you want to do. And what well, my program is going to look like in 31 days um, I'm obviously going to uh, abstain from drugs or alcohol. I'm going to do 15 yoga classes and 15 days of running. And I'm going to cut out sugar from my diet. Okay? How many, how many miles on those days of running? I think I think it would be valuable to pr- progress, right? And I don't want to set a limit at the beginning that I have to maintain at the end. I think mm-hmm. that I should it should gradually increase. So 15 days... So a little over two weeks, and it's not gonna be every day because it's gonna be, I'm possibly gonna be like bounce back and forth, do my yoga one day, do my run the next day. So we're gonna start with two miles. I'm
4: okay. gonna start at one. <laughs> you
0: start at one? No, I can do two. That's what I was doing when I'm I did it last time. So I'm gonna start around two miles, and then maybe we'll reassess after I do get half of those in, about doubling it and going to like three to four.
4: Hmm. I like this. This I is good.
0: And so, you know, I know there's people, like we talked about earlier, what does what defines recovery? And absence doesn't define recovery. We talked about folks who had a glass of wine. We talked about folks who are pro-marijuana and support marijuana, right? And so if you guys are interested in participating and holding each other accountable and communicating with each other throughout this, I would challenge you guys who are doing those things to really, like, Embrace Sober October and abstain from using drugs, or alcohol for those 30 days. That's it. Just the 30 days and take one 31 my bad 31 days and take, um, take on some wellness activities, whatever they look like in your life. If if it's running, if it's swimming, um, whatever those things are. And we, me and Caleb talked before the show, we're going to like, create a conversation in our NCR allies, private group on Facebook, the private group for NC raw. We're going to start a conversation and maintain that. I'm going to go home tonight or tomorrow and I'm going to make a post of what my goals are for this for, for sober October. And then I'm gonna drop some comments every day as I'm progressing through it, so you guys can see what I'm doing. And I want to invite you guys to do the same thing, right? I want to invite anybody who's watching to to participate in Sober October, however that looks like to you, whatever you're doing. Even sober, and you're thinking,
2: huh? Sober in your thinking. sober in your thinking. Don't, be, going, your don't thinking. be on message. You're going, hey girl, hey girl, hey
0: girl, hey girl. No hey girling. <laughs> no deleting that browser history. Right. Yeah. No uh, incognito mode or whatever, man. Just, <laughs> just whatever it and looks you, like in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, join us. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Let's start this thing and let's see what happens in the end. We're, we'll talk about it at the end of of the month. And I'm what, excited about
4: this. Yeah, I think you I'm gonna do do put it? in. Yeah, I think I'm gonna put in there too. Like you know. A few days to abstain from using my phone yes. or something. Yeah. Yes.
0: Whatever that looks like. Social media, being on the phone, like committing to spending time with your kids. Like an hour a day yeah. or whatever that whatever that looks like. Dedicating <laughs> so good. Dedicating private time um, to spend with your kids or your parents, your mom, take your mom out to dinner once a week. That's four times in a month. Like what or I think there's five weeks in October this year, but whatever that is, like like, you know, mm-hmm. pick something that will influence your life in a positive way and let's do it for 31 days of October. Right? Love it. Y'all in? Y'all yeah. in? I hope y'all are in. Hashtag that baby Sober October. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, y'all. I think we should wrap it up, man. Yeah. A little. Time is we're a little under two hours but we got a late start and um, about got, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Just now <laughs> wrapping it up. Yeah. Getting up in the morning and going around. In. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to N.C. Raw, North Carolina recovery always. The N.C. Raw crew would like to thank today's musical contributors, Rival, whose work can be found by searching Rival 727 on Facebook, YouTube and SoundCloud. And my dude, Logan Bruce, who's getting ready to drop a new single and an album soon to follow. Um, His music is on Logan Bruce Music. Give his Facebook page a like and find him on SoundCloud. In honor of International Overdose Awareness Day, we're going to close out the show tonight by his track titled In Your Dreams from Logan Bruce. Thank you for listening. Peace.
4: You're amazing. Sober October. Hashtag.
3: Hashtag. (laughs) Another lullaby To sing to an angel high Too close to home this time I lost another friend of mine Too young to take a life But we'll miss those loving eyes we think of him at night We'll see him smiling bright When they said he'd gone to sleep Pray the Lord is all to keep Don't cry brother, please don't weep He'll still live on in our dreams He'll still live on in our dreams You'll always be a friend to me And in my family Now we're stuck with memories Remembering you I heard that you weren't clean So I ignored all your screams Only cared if I got free As selfish as it may seem When they said he'd gone to sleep Pray the Lord his soul to keep Don't cry brother, please don't weep We'll still live on in our heart dreams To break the news my father cried I knew when he wept inside I thought this just ain't right And that's when he said you died It's over now you lost the fight but now you're living in God's life as He goes to paradise. Let's carry our friend in our lives. When they said He'd gone to sleep, pray the Lord His soul to keep. Don't cry brother, please don't weep He'll still live on in our dreams He'll still live on in our dreams